I love tonight. I love what we're doing tonight. We are actually having water baptisms. You've got to understand, I am pumped, so we've got to get a bit more excited about that. Because you've got to understand, water baptisms mean so much to me. Because when I got water baptized, it changed everything. Talk about a game changer. It was awesome. So here we go. Tonight, I'm excited because we actually have water baptisms happening tonight. <laughs> Woohoo! Love it. <laughs> I remember I got baptized on the 15th of June outside. And it was freezing. Almost had to break the ice off. But I was in and out. My brother and Steve Kelly were in there for about an hour baptizing a whole bunch of us. And I'm pretty sure their legs were blue. And uh, that was fun. But tonight, just before we go through the... I think we've got five people being baptized, which is incredible. And um, you're going to get to meet them as they go through the waters of baptism. But I thought I'd just share a little bit about water baptism before we start. Five things I want you to know about water baptism. Five important things I think we need to know. And uh, for some of you, you might be thinking, why are we dunking people in the water? It's summer, I suppose. Why, why are we doing that? Because it actually is a great Christian thing. I want to share it with you. Is that cool? First thing I want you to know about water baptism, it's God's idea. It wasn't our idea. Now, I think it's a pretty cool thing to get people up in front of people and dunk them in a pool. And you dunk them, if you think, yeah, they've been a sinner, a really bad sinner, you just hold them down a bit longer. Maybe two or three times, like a washing machine or something like that. That'd be my idea, right? But that wasn't God's idea. It was his idea in the beginning. In fact, Jesus, when he walked around with his disciples and he said, okay, I've risen from the grave now. And guess what? I've got something for you to do. This is what I want you to do. And he said it in Matthew 28, verse 19. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's his idea. He thought, this is what I want you to do. So God thought it up. And I love the fact that he did. Because I think it's very special. Not only that, um, not long after Jesus said that, the disciples all met together and had a prayer meeting and the Holy Spirit came upon them. It was in crazy time for them. And Peter gets up and begins to share what he's learned about God before a whole bunch of people. And says, 3,000 people responded that day saying, we want to know more. What should we do now? In Acts chapter 2, verse 37, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter's reply was this, repent or turn around, turn your life around and be baptized, every one of you. Baptism is a very good thing. It's God's idea, not ours. But I love the idea. The second thing I want you to know about it is this. Baptism doesn't save you. I remember I was talking to a lady once and she was really excited because her granddaughter got baptised at her local church through the sprinkling of water and her granddaughter's like that big, like she's only just been born. And she was so excited that her, her granddaughter's going to go to be heaven now. I'm sorry, but that's not what the Bible teaches. Sounds like a good idea, but that's not what the Bible teaches. It teaches that the only way for salvation is faith in Jesus Christ and there is no other way. Jesus said, he is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way. So baptism tonight doesn't guarantee this is not how you get saved. You know? And likewise, if you don't get baptized, doesn't mean you're going to hell. That is not a truth at all. The Bible doesn't teach that either. In fact, <clears throat> this is just 
It's a ceremony, and it's also an indication of what's been happening inside people's hearts. But it's not what happens about salvation. This is not a saving act. Although if it was really deep and they couldn't swim, it might have to do a saving act, right? Getting baptised is an outward action that indicates an inward change. So after you're saved, after you've made a decision to follow Christ, what it means is, I'm going to show everybody by going through the waters of baptism. Is that cool? So the second thing is that it's not, it's not being saved, but it is a result of being saved. The third thing is this. It is an act of practical obedience. If it's going to be God's idea, if this whole baptism is God's idea, not ours, and he's the one who saved us, well, really being baptised says this. I'm coming into Christianity on God's terms, not on my terms. And that's a very important thing for all of us moderns in the 21st century because we like to live so individual and so based on our feelings and what we think. But there is a being who thinks much better than we can think. There is someone who feels much better than we can feel. There is someone who has great knowledge beyond all and he is God, Jehovah, or Jesus And he has a way and he does it by his terms. And when we come to Christ, we come under his terms, not under our terms. Oh, yeah, I'd like to get baptized, but I'm just too embarrassed. No, 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 no. Obedience. Jesus actually was baptized because he wanted to obey his father. In Matthew 3, verses 13 to 15, Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John the Baptist. John the Baptist says to him, Hey, I'm the one who needs to be baptised by you. So why are you coming to me? And Jesus said this, It should be done, for you must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptise him. You see, it's an indication that I'm going to live the way God wants me to live. I'm not going to live the way I want to live anymore. It's on God's terms, not mine. (coughs) Jesus actually basically said, I just want the the will of the Father to happen in my life. That's a good way and a good reason to be baptised. It's a practical obedience. I'm going through the waters of baptism because of obedience. In fact, that was the thing that got me when I was a young man of 18 years old. My youth pastor challenged me. He said, you know all about water baptism, don't you, Rick? I said, yeah. He said, now that you've decided to follow Jesus, are you going to walk through them or not? And I knew... That was a practical obedience of saying, yes, this is what God wants me to do. And my Christianity is totally on his terms, not on mine. The fourth thing is this. Water baptism identifies us with Jesus and his worldwide church. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore... We were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of Father. Basically what's saying there is you associate, you take on the fact that he died, was buried and rose again. Paul actually goes to great lengths of of explaining that. And what it means is when you are living just the normal life before you come to Christ, you have a sinful nature, you have a human nature. But when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, 
that nature dies so that Christ's nature can come alive within you. So there is a death that happens. And this is a sign of the death, burial and resurrection. When you step into the waters of baptism, you're associating with Jesus' death on the cross. When you go under the water, you're associating with the burial of Jesus Christ. But when you come up out of the water, you associate with the resurrection and the new life that's in that. So you're associating with Jesus Christ. But it's not only that. You're associating with his church. It doesn't mean you get baptized or not, you're now a member of our church. That's not what I mean at all. But you are a member of his worldwide church. He calls it a bride. He calls it his precious one. He calls it the one that he would give everything in his life for. He'll lay down his life for. That's his church all around the world. And right now, as you go through the waters of baptism, you're saying, I identify as one of those now. I'm in. I'm classified as his church. And I want everyone to know that. Pretty cool, hey? And the fifth thing is this. Water baptism is a symbol of a new life beginning. Romans 6.4, Therefore we were buried with him through the baptism into death, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Those of you getting baptized, what you're doing tonight is you're drawing a line in the sand. And there's no turning back. I've decided to follow Jesus. There's no turning back. And you're making a public declaration. And the beautiful thing about this is that Jesus said, if you declare me before all man, I will declare you before my Father. That's pretty good news, don't you think? If you stand up in front and declare that you are following Christ, that your faith is in Christ Jesus, then I, Jesus says, I will declare you to my Father. That's pretty good news. Because the Father is the judge. He's the one. And when Jesus says, hey, look at those people being baptized. Father, I want you to know they belong to us. They're with us. They have got a new life. They're no longer the old person. They're a new creation and they walk in newness of life. Isn't that cool? I love water baptisms. I think they're exciting. And what, with that association with church that I mentioned a bit, that means we church get to celebrate. And my dream is that one day we're going to have to have baptisms all weekend. And we're going to have to buy tickets to come in these doors. And we're going to be cheering and there's going to have to be earplugs handed out. Because the decibel just goes, oh, exciting. Because to me, this is the most, just like that. This is one of the most exciting things in Christianity is when people go through these waters of baptism. God's idea. Obedient to him. Associating totally with him, with Jesus Christ, what he did for us, but also associating with him as the bride of Christ, the church. And as you come out of that water, we excited about the new life that you begin to walk because there is no turning back. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to call on Jesse. Where are you, Jess? And we're going to cheer and we're going to get excited about it. Are we, church? Yes. Let's do that.